Turn with me to the book of Acts, please, this evening. The book of Acts, the 13th chapter. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, we have extra Bibles. Extra things we'd be glad to let you use. Just raise your hand and uh, turn with us to Acts 13. Let your eyes rest on these words. We have great respect for the Bible around here. We believe this is the standard to live by, to uh, set the course of your life by, all of your beliefs based on this, that uh, everything should be measured by it. And so uh, let your eyes rest on it and remind yourself this is not the preacher's words. These are God's words. Acts 13. Acts, the 13th chapter. Y'all comfy? (laughs) Good, good. Acts 13. They put the scriptures on your monitors up there? Right there? Oh, yeah. High tech. Acts 13 and verse 1. Father, we pray for an illumination of your word and for you to show us how to do your word this evening and that you'd get glory to yourself in it. We're open, we're receptive. In Jesus' name, amen. There were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord. Everybody say that phrase out loud. As they ministered to the Lord. Say it two more times. As they ministered to the Lord. Again. As they ministered. To the Lord, something happened. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, what happened? The Holy Ghost said, is that a big deal? It's just about as big as it gets. I know as a teenager years ago, uh, I became convinced. This is before we ever... uh, Phyllis and I were married before we ever went to Rhema, all that, which is pretty young because we went young. I became convinced, reading the Bible, if I could learn how to hear from God, I had it made. And I'm more sure of that now than ever. If you can hear from God, because I'd already made up my mind when I heard from Him, that's what I'm going to do. How many think that's a really good idea? Whatever... You know, isn't that what uh, the, the Lord's mother said? Whatever he says to you, do it. And what happened immediately after that, they had a miracle. Right? How many think that's just about some of the best advice you could ever receive? Whatever he says to you, do it. So, But before we can get to the doing part, we've got to hear what he said. Right? 
And you'll see they did some things immediately after this, but it came back to hearing from him. But before there was a hearing from him, what was there? There was a ministering to the Lord and fasting, ministering to the Lord. So as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, now you know you could spend a lot of time on that right there. Say that out loud, the Holy Ghost Ghost. said. Now he must have said it in such a way that they all knew it. He must not have just spoken just internally to one of them. And that was the end of it. We know from the way God has spoken both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, in all likelihood, He spoke through somebody. And yet it didn't, it didn't call their name. It just said, the Holy Ghost said. Yes. <laughs> right? Because it's really not important who He spoke through. Who the vessel was, it is important that it was Him. The Holy, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit said. And you know, some people don't care to hear uh, people like me and you that say, you know, uh, the Lord instructed us this, and we got direction from the Lord this, uh, or the Lord said that. One fellow some years ago, he said, all these people saying, uh, you know, God said this, and God told me this, and God told me the other. He said, that bothers me, all these people hearing from God. The other fellow said, I tell you what bothers me, all these people that never hear from God. (laughs) Well, no doubt a lot of people have said, thus saith the Lord, and it was just saith them. I mean, you're granted. There's a whole lot of people said the Lord told me, and he didn't. It was obvious he didn't. And, uh, you know, the Lord said this, and the Lord said that, and it wasn't him. But... That aside, we can see we're reading in the New Testament. Yes, sir. And this is exciting to me. The Holy Ghost said. Yes. So we know the Holy Ghost speaks. Yes, sir. And we know He speaks in the New Testament. Yes. Where believers can hear it. Yes. And know that He said something. Yes, and know what He said. Yes. So can we still hear from the Lord today? Yes. We should be hearing from the Lord. And we can see in this passage one key to it. How did all this thing start? Ministering. Ministering to the Lord and fasting. Now let's keep reading. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul. That's very specific, isn't it? For the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Verse 4, so they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And it goes on following their adventures in God and the miracles that they saw And whole cities turning to the Lord, right? Thousands upon thousands getting born again and being filled with the Spirit. Signs and wonders, miracles, churches being established. Right? 
And it all began with what? Them being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, which began by them being prayed for and sent forth, which began by them hearing from the Holy Ghost, which came, began with them ministering to the Lord. (laughs) Right? What do you think we're going to do tonight? You would be right. We, we've done that uh, the last uh, few sun, uh, Friday nights, and I believe this is the direction of the Lord. And so, you know, we may teach some, we might teach a lot, we might teach just a little, we might teach uh, not at all. And, uh, but we do want to practice ministering to the Lord. Hmm? How many think this is a good idea? How many think we could have the same kind of things happen? We could, the Holy Ghost could speak. He might just speak inside you. It wouldn't have to be through somebody else. But then again, it could be too. Could be to the whole congregation. It could be, it wouldn't have to be at the service. You know, a lot of times we'll pray and believe God and He hears and answers, but that doesn't mean it happens. The whole answer comes out in the service. It can come out next Tuesday. Right? It can come out next Thursday morning when you're by yourself at your house or driving in your car. But the Lord heard your prayer the, the Friday night before or, you know, three months before. But anyway, they ministered to the Lord. Let's go over this again. They ministered to the Lord and fasted. Now, we talked about uh, a couple of Friday nights ago waiting on the Lord. They ministered to the Lord. And some uh, translations say worshipped the Lord. They worshipped God. But if you look up that word minister, and not just the technical definition, but how it's used in different places, it basically means to serve or to attend to or to wait upon. One definition is this. This is interesting. To administer at one's own expense. And this is significant. To administer at whose expense? The one who's doing the ministering's expense. At your own expense. And I can see the goodness of God in His leading us this direction. You know, we've had years now of a a lot of teaching. And that's good. And that's great. And we need it. And we're going to need a lot more of it. If you study Jesus' ministry, he did a lot of teaching and a lot of preaching. But you know, by reason of time, we should grow. I said we should grow. And a sign of people that are growing up spiritually is they quit being so self-centered and so self-need conscious. Babies only think about being ministered to. More mature ones develop into ministering to. Say it out loud. Being ministered to? Or ministering to? Notice the, the language, what happened there. These individuals came together to minister to each other? No, sir. 
They came together to be fed and helped and ministered to. But 99 or 999 church services out of a thousand, what are 99% of the folk coming for? To be ministered to. But that's not what they were doing. Anybody in here with me? What did they come together to do and what did they do? To minister to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Can you minister to the Lord? Can you attend unto Him? Can you serve Him? Now, He doesn't need anything. In the sense that He is God, and like Acts says, He gives to all men breath and life and everything. I mean, He doesn't need to be supported by men's hands like false gods supposedly do. And yet, there are things that please Him. I said there are things that please Him, and there are things that minister to Him. And that's what these individuals were doing. They came and said, Lord, we love you. We want to minister to you. We want to please you. Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews 13, please. Hebrews 13. Glory to God. Hebrews 13, and down about the uh, 15th verse, Hebrews 13, 15, says, By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips. Then that's not just mental, then is it? This is vocal. Lips giving thanks to His name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, I believe he's referring to to the, the past few things that he's mentioned here. For with such sacrifices, God is what? God is well pleased. You'll find this word used frequently in the Old Testament concerning the priesthood that they would stand to minister to the Lord. And a lot of times it would say they ministered to the Lord and gave thanks and gave praise and worshipped Him. Very, uh, you know, commonly have we referred to the verse, oftentimes I should say, in Second Chronicles, where the uh, temple, temple was completed and finished. And all the musicians came in. And all the singers came in. And said they stood up. To minister to the Lord. And they made one sound. And they gave glory to God. And what happened? The glory of God came in and filled that whole place. Until it said, until they could no longer stand to minister. (laughs) Well then that must be that they continued their ministering to the Lord uh, prone. (laughs) Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. 
Now, lest you're sitting here thinking, well, that's all great and good, but I got needs. I got things I need. I need help. I need a touch. I need this. I need... No, what you need more than anything else in this world is you need to hear from God. More than anything else in this world, you need to hear from God. And once you've heard from God, faith comes by hearing. Right? And that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Once you've heard from Him about your situation that you're dealing with, all you got to do is believe it and do it, and you're going to come out. You're going to overcome. You're going to be triumphant. God's going to get glory. But I'm telling you, instead of us being babies... Instead of us being immature and saying, I need, I need, I need, I need, gimme, gimme, gimme. I need, I need, I need, minister to me, minister to me, minister to me. We've been working on that end for six years now. (laughs) And so I think it's time a bunch of us grew up some. Right? Instead of coming in and saying, minister to me, let's come in and say, Lord. Lord, we come in here to minister to you. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Now, it takes longer than ten minutes to fast. That tells me there was some time spent here. And that goes back to waiting on the Lord. What's the opposite or the 180, we might say, of ministering to the Lord. Wanting somebody to minister to you. What's the 180 of waiting on the Lord? Ain't got time to wait. Impatience. Not waiting on the Lord would be the opposite. And are there any issues with this? In the modern generation, the modern High-speed internet, hundreds of channels, satellite, TV, microwave, drive through generation. Hmm? Generation that's used to being entertained and the picture changing. Just like that. Entertain me, wow me, impress me, keep it happening, keep it moving. But again, that's minister to me. And we won't get into some things unless and until we learn how. And more than just two or three of us in a service now, we learn how to come in here and minister to the Lord. And if we, the Lord leads us to do it for two hours or longer. Huh? That we do it without having to be entertained. And I'm telling you, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, amen. But, you know, most folks do not know how to do this. They are not, they've not trained. You know, you don't know how to do anything unless you have practiced it. And so you see people in just a few minutes, they start fidgeting around and they try to look around and, and they're trying to pick this up and fool with this and do this. And they're not ministering to the Lord. They're just waiting on something else to happen. The fruit of your lips. Whose lips? Your lips. Giving thanks to His name. We're going to act on it here just a little bit. 
Are you getting stirred up about it? We're going to minister to the Lord. We're going to worship Him. We're going to praise Him. We're going to acknowledge Him. We're going to forget about ourselves. We're going to forget about our little problems. And I said, my, Lord, my problem's not big, not little. It's big. It is little to Him. It's, in, in fact, it's tiny to Him. He's already got the answer, already had the answer. He's not even concerned about it. You mean He's not concerned about me? He's not concerned about your problem. He's already found the fix. He's already done it. That's not the issue. Glory to God in the highest. If we focus on Him, and the thing about it, He loves us so much. You start ministering to Him, what's He going to do? <laughs> you know, what, what, what's He going to do? As they ministered to the Lord and took a while doing it, and fa- you know, now fasting, you, sometimes we think, you know, just missing a meal, and certainly that is included, and I think that's uh, what they're talking about here, but not just that, just fasting, not letting your mind think on certain things. Just fasting, focusing your attention, and blocking everything out for a while. Right? Putting, un- putting your flesh under, what it wants to do, how it feels, what it wants. Putting that under, and just keep ministering to the Lord. Ministering to the Lord. While that continued, tell me what happened. Come on, tell me what happened. The Holy Ghost said something. Now, come on. How many have read the rest of the, the chapters in Acts here? How many understand the plan of God unfolded? Hmm? The plan of God. Miracles happened. Churches were born. Right? And, it's, and it comes right back to here. The Holy Ghost said. And they heard it. And they acted on it. Somebody say, praise God. Say it again, praise God. Say it again, praise God. Well, let's lift your hands right now and begin to praise Him. So, Father, we worship You. We give You glory. We thank You for the privilege. We thank You for the opportunity. We thank You for the understanding to minister to You. Say it out loud, Father God, I desire to minister to You. Teach me how. Show me how to please you well in ministering to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Turn over to John for just a moment, and then I think we'll be ready to act on this further. John, the... uh, what did I say? What chapter? Did you pick it up? John 4. John 4 and then Romans 8. John 4 and Romans 8. Now, the reason I'm taking some more extra time with this is because we're learning how to do this. And like I said, a lot of people don't know. They don't even know what they're supposed to be doing in this kind of service. You're not supposed to be just looking, watching other people. You're not supposed to be silent, looking around. You're not supposed to be thinking about, uh, wonder when the service is going to be over. And, uh, uh, you know, what kind of shoes do they have on? And, uh, you know, what am I going to eat after the service? Hmm? John 4. 
Jesus said this about worship. John 4, 23. He said, the hour comes and now is. Then for sure we'd be in the hour. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Do you think this, you know, a lot of translations, instead of saying minister to the Lord, I guess there's some dozen or different translations I saw that said they worshiped the Lord. And, of course, that would be a part of. I don't think that's the whole thing, but it would be a part of ministering to the Lord. But Jesus said, the Father seeks those to worship Him. How? In spirit and in truth. What would be the opposite of spirit and in truth? In the flesh and in phoniness. Falseness. Right? How can you tell if you're doing something in the flesh or in the spirit? A lot of confusion about that one thing. And a lot of people think if you're really in the Spirit, then you're virtually having an out-of-body experience. But that's not so. Do you have Romans 8? Romans 8 and verse 8. Is this okay tonight? I hope so, because this is it. (laughs) This is it, Romans 8. And uh, 8, what does it say? So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So if we just do these things in the flesh, it can't please God. Well, then it would be absolutely to no avail because why are we doing it to start with? To minister to Him. And what ministers to Him? Well, that which pleases Him. But he goes on saying, But you're not in the flesh. You glad about that? You're not in the flesh. But in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. How many think the Holy Spirit is in you? And living in you. But now back up. Back up to verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do what? Mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the Spirit, in other words, they mind the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It cannot, it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. What word keeps coming up again and again in connection with being in the flesh? Mind. Mind. So it's not a matter of having an out-of-body experience. It's a matter of where's your mind? Where is your mind? If you're saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, but your mind is on something else, you are in the flesh. And what you're doing, it's impossible for you to please God. In. I know the, some years ago, uh, I had the opportunity to teach on praise and worship. And, and during the time before studying about it, the Lord spoke this to me. I wrote it down. He said, son, your heart's not in what your mind's not on. 
And as far as praising me, he said, if you're not enjoying it, don't assume I'm getting much out of it. (laughs) He talks to you the way you understand. He said, if you're not enjoying doing it, well, how many, somebody came up to you and go, hey, you're great. Great, great, great. Oh, you are great. Whoa, great. I mean, wow. You're great. Huh. You're great. Great, great. I really think you're great. And you can tell their mind's on something else. They're doing something else. Well, you wish they would hush and, and go somewhere else. Wonder what the Lord feels about it. <laughs> he seeks such to worship Him, but how? In spirit and in truth. So it is, it is vital that your mind be on Him. Right? Not on yourself, not on somebody else, not on your problems, on Him. Right? And that you are sincere. You're not just saying something that you hear. You're not just going with the crowd. You're sincere. You're focusing on Him. Now this takes training. It takes discipline. When you first begin this, you'll do it for a few seconds and you'll find your mind over here somewhere. you go, whoa, how'd you get over there? And you pull it back over here. And you'll find it over here. But just grab it and pull it back. And if you keep doing it over a period of time, you will develop powers of concentration. And you'll get to the place where no matter what's going on, you can just tune it out and focus on Him. And friend, when you get to where you can do that, you are in line for miracles. How many remember the the children of Israel had murmured and complained against the Lord and fiery serpents had bitten the people and people were dying. They got venom flowing in their veins. They're dropping all over the place. And, And Moses cried out to the Lord and he told him to hold up a brazen serpent on the pole, which we know from John is a type of Jesus on the cross. And he said, everybody that looks will live. And if you look up that word, uh, you know, the Amplified has a great note along that line. It says, not, not a passing glance, a steady, absorbing gaze. Now you think about it. You heard a snake just crawled across your foot. You just got bitten. You feel that venom coursing in your veins. You feel your, what's happening to your heart, your blood pressure, your blood vessels. You, you can feel it working in you. And he tells you, you got to ignore all that and just do this. Look at the serpent on the pole, and yet the Bible said, as many as looked, everybody that looked, lived. Wonder if, it's still, if that would work by looking at a, a brazen serpent on the pole, a type of Jesus, how much more should it work looking at the risen Savior? Looking at Him, ministering to Him. How many believe as you minister to the Lord and take some time and wait on Him that He could say something to you? They could just straighten everything out and show you. But you're not just seeking to hear from Him on that. You're just wanting to bless Him. You're coming with pure motive. You're coming with open heart. You're coming not just as a little infant uh, spiritually, but as a maturing one. Saying, Lord, I love you. You've done so much for me. If you never did another thing, there'd be enough for me to thank you for the rest of my life. And yet I know you've got good things planned for me. But I just want to praise you. I just want to minister to you. I want to worship you. And here I go. So here you go. Stand up on your feet. Guys, come right on. And let's get ready to sing over in Revelation. Let's sing from Revelation, the fifth chapter.
Revelation chapter 5 and 12, it talks about worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. What do you think they do in heaven? Do they do any ministering to the Lord in heaven? Or just a bunch of needy folks up there? Give me, give me, minister. No, no, they minister. And we've got a record of a few of the songs that they sing up there. Now, you wouldn't have to pray that this would be anointed. <laughs> In Revelation, the fifth chapter and the twelfth verse, it says, well, the eleventh verse says, I, well, the tenth verse. You've made us unto our God kings and priests. That's what priests do, minister to the Lord. We shall reign on the earth. I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That's millions. They said with a loud voice, millions of voices in heaven are upraised at the same time, and they're saying, Worthy! is the Lamb that was slain. Somebody say, worthy. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Hallelujah. Go ahead, guys. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain Worthy is the Lamb Worthy is the Lamb that was slain Worthy to be seen Come on, focus on Him Worthy is the Lamb that was slain It's a song that's sung in heaven. The elders sing it. The millions sing it. They might join us tonight as we sing it. We might be joining them. Oh, just close your eyes and focus only on Him. Lord, we minister to You. We minister to You. Every voice.
of many angels round about the throne the voice of beast the beast and the elders 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb Wisdom and strength, honor and glory and bless all of the power riches. Oh 
your voice. Give praise and thanks unto the King of kings, unto the Lord of lords. Oh, come la mancela, give le mandanyana, oh, van pantase.
Lord, I minister to you. Lord, I minister to you. That's what I choose to do. That's what I want to do. Minister unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, you're my answer. I look away from man. Men are not my answer. No man is my savior. No man's my provider. No man is my healer. You are my everything. You are my all in all. You are my King of Kings. You are my Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You are my everything. Tell him. You are my all in all. You are my king of kings. You are my Lord of lords. my everything You are my all in all You are my King of Kings You are Lord of Lords You are my everything You are my all in all Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Tell him from your heart. Oh, come I say. He gave a lemma say. Yendo monsano do. Emalano sonaye. Yes, 
Yes, you are. I bless you. Minister to you. I give you glory. Glory, give you glory, give you glory, give you glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Lord, I got my eyes on you. We're looking unto you. We wait upon you. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Praise you, praise you. Oh, everybody, just close your eyes, lift your hands, lift your voice. Do like you're gonna do when you get to heaven. Leave all the stuff of the earth behind. Leave it all behind. it all behind worship the most high most high most high you are my everything you are my all in all you are my king of You are Lord of Lords of Lords. You are Lord of me. Lord over me and everything I am and have ever will be. Oh, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. 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 Oh, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. Worship you, I worship you. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, I worship you. Oh, I praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you,
Thank you. 
You are high and lifted up, and your train fills the temple with your glory. High and lifted up. You are high and lifted up, and your train fills the temple with your glory. You are high and lifted up. You are high and lifted up, and your train fills the temple with your glory. Far above the heavens. stop, minister to the Lord.
are high and lifted Oh my Lord you are high and lifted up and your train fills the temple with your glory Oh you are high and lifted up You are high and lifted Lift up your voice and give Him worship and praise. Oh, don't look at me.